The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to the Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with us. Appreciate a shout out to all of you who join us from all over the world that are dedicated to being an intentional spirit, knowing for sure that we offer various guests, healers, authors, uh, career people, uh, demonstrators, conscious uh, majority, all different types of people, because a multifaceted faceted person tends to be a well-educated person that tends to also be one of confidence and self-esteem. And it's just a beautiful thing to promote these kind of attributes in our lives. And none different today. I have um, someone that I have known for about 30 years. And she is a mover and shaker, and she tunes in to this idea internally that we know to be true, that life really is equal to the consciousness that you have. Welcome, Maria Flournoy, to our show today. I'm so glad that you're with us. Thank you, Temple. It's a pleasure. My pleasure being here. Well, it's a pleasure having you. And um, as you know, um, I've been in the throes very recently over the last many months of developing the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning. And one of the things that the two um, uh, doctors, one of Dean of Education and one of Director of um, Administration, was asking me today, what is the biggest thing that I learned in being a spiritual leader and what is the largest thing you would want, you know, someone else to learn, um, in being a leader. And my answer was consciousness to really understand how to, how to manifest and demonstrate in your lives. And that's, uh, one of the areas of many that I admire about you and your husband, Ron, um, is because you were able to hear a set of principles many years ago, and you learned the the magic formula of manifestation. And when we see people in leadership um, have such struggles uh, financially and otherwise, it, um, I think it warrants for us to continue to deepen our work, but also to feature people like you to say, here's how we did it. So tell us your story. Oh, well, 
you pretty much said it, but I will tell you, I think. Of course, I, girl, we have an hour, yeah. so don't be saying I've oh, told your story, okay? So we have some time to feel. <laughs> you know, you know, part of the um, the teachings that we do is change your story and not have a story. So that was pretty good. But I, I will tell you that I was probably in my uh, uh, mid-20s when I uh, discovered the wonderful tools of new thought and unity and uh, the book that uh, dropped into my lap was um, The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. And um, that was just a huge awakening uh, about speaking the word. So I embraced that. And, of course, then later on in life when I met my husband, Ron, we immediately both um, started with taking the Science of Mind Practitioners class classes and got certified there and then continued to take on the Science of Mind ministerial classes while we both ran a, an interior design business. So um, after uh, four years of that, we had decided that being a minister and having a church probably wasn't where we wanted to be at, so we just said we'll just have the ministry in our business. And um, the tools and principles and the laws of Science of Mind that I hold very dear, uh, have really worked, um, well, like magic, but uh, it does, I have to say, there are, um, as many of us know that people that are struggling, we did, I have had many times of struggling, and to embrace those times and to embrace what the lessons are in each event of your life is huge. When we can finally, when we can accept it, embrace it, feel it, and then apply the principles, and then allow the quantum physics of it all to just shift for us. It's really quite easy. So I've, I continued my studies and worked with several awesome, wonderful teachers, uh, Bernice being one of them, which you know and love. And, um, and then I also work with James Tolchard, who probably for nine years, and he... Um, he has since deceased, but he had developed a program called Processing, and he was a an NLP master trainer back in the day with Richard Bandler and developed many programs way back. And then he realized, well, wait a minute, this is, you know, there's a spirit here too. It's not just the body-mind connection. As a matter of fact, he called it the continuum because there is no separation. So working with him, oh, I learned beautiful tools, just awesome, awesome tools of transformation. And today, here we are at First Unity as ministers and just loving being part of the energy of, there's such a beautiful energy going on at First Unity um, Temple. It's um, very exciting. So Ron and I are teaching classes here now, as you know. And would you like to know about my classes? I, I certainly would. I, I find it very interesting <laughs> because to me that, you know, as we know, and we practice everything is, um, is connected, that the name of your website is interiordesignandclearwater.com. 
interiordesigninclearwater.com and how you've spent all these years into your own interior design. <laughs> I just love that. I think yes, that's just stuff. Yes. And now you're, uh, I mean, certainly you do this as a business and you do it for organizations and, and companies and churches with large lobbies and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you also um, are impacting people in that interior design when it comes to the abundant life. So walk us through some of the teachings that you offer in your smart abundance class, because I know that uh, people are raving about the um, just the breakthroughs they're having because of the class. Yes, it's really awesome. And I, Temple, I wanted to tell you my slogan uh, when I started in business was uh, Creative Design Team, the name of the company, interiors that feel good inside. And I didn't realize then back in um, the 1990s, uh, 1992, that interiors that feel good inside meant inside your heart, inside the being. So uh, very interesting, <laughs> uh, true. Uh, so the Smart Abundance class is a class that Ron and I put together, and we've pretty much collected a lot of tools over the years or formulated our own to support ourselves as well as our employees in teaching them to be um, comfortable with selling interior design and being in this environment. So here's the environment and the scenario uh, we are presented with that we're doing large homes and lobbies of buildings and large corporations as far as the interior design, furniture, carpeting, art. And there is an abundance of money to be spent and quite easily there's no struggle with uh, many people. So it's very important to understand that though many people may appear to be struggling in life today, um, they're, they're, the universe and, and, and God has created an an abundance of everything. So you can't deduct from abundance. It's there. You just have to be able to realize it's there. And one of the tools that I like to teach my designers in training is when uh, when you're going to a home and you are presented with selling a luxury uh, bedspread that could be five to $10,000 and first, first feeling inside of fear, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money for a bedspread. But actually, it isn't when people are used to spending that. So it's shifting your mindset of the universe already having everything there. Uh, and, and that sometimes will take you to deeper work. Uh, I, I do a lot of journaling. I teach a lot of journaling because there's gems in, there's gems in every aspect of every shift that we make. There is some, there's a reason why we have to make that shift. So it, it gives us the opportunity to look at our belief system and our mindset and to, to learn where these beliefs came from because that can direct our lives. Uh, so in the class that we teach, uh, one of the tools that we like to do is, is a shifting, a pivoting, and uh, shifting your energy. So I like to animate, for instance, one tool is dancing and snapping your fingers when you're in, when you're not in the mood that you prefer to be in. And the, here, the science of all this is the more that you can stay in a frequency that's higher on the scale, 
the more you start realizing things shifting in your world, right? So, so I, I like, I like, hello? hello. I just said absolutely. That was it. Oh, I, I, I heard an I echo there for a here. second. No, we're good. Go ahead. Okay, so the um, so we have because of this class, we've done it twice at First Unity, and uh, it was so popular that we're uh, a few people missed the class, but we're putting together a workshop in um, in May, May fifth, actually after service, that will will be a list a listing and the a book printed of all the tools that you can do to help create that shift in your own consciousness so that when, you're, when, when you realize that you have the power within you, and we all do, it's just realizing that it's there and practicing this. As, as we say uh, in Science of Mind, we're practitioners. We're practicing Science of Mind, uh, spiritual affirmative prayer. So you practice it, but you start realizing and feeling, you feel the empowerment more than anything, and it shifts worlds for people. We know that. We know that. And uh, let's see, that's one of my husband's favorite things that he's shared and everybody just, he will not listen to your story. And he just, when, you're, when we're in our victim mode and we've all been there, I, I'm assuming from one time or another because I've, in all my years I haven't met a truly functional family, which I think the, the gift that family brings us is that we grow from it. There's so many gifts that we learn from our families and from the teachings that we were brought into this world to be who we are today. So, uh, Ron, but my husband likes to, in class, not listen to the story, which can be a little irritating if you are really hurting. And, uh, and having compassion is really important for those people that are struggling. But once they start getting that idea, well, maybe I'll try this. Maybe I'll Mm, I'll say it differently. Uh, I can say uh, I choose not to spend my money in that manner. Uh, it softens it a little bit. And then the shifts that we are experiencing with those around us uh, from our, our students and our employees have been wonderful in the last probably, I'd say, six months. I am so blessed to watch this happen. Oh, oh it's a beautiful thing. Well, I... Um like to say that our, our history it describes us it's not necessary to define us and often people use the story to continue over and over and over you know to define them I know when I finally got the message soon be uh, 32 years ago um, intuitively that you know I was never to drink again um I was just very clear and I was so grateful that I was involved in, uh, had been involved in unity and was practicing at a science of mind center in Fort Lauderdale because I was so grateful because I did not, um, buy into early on that I needed to be a victim about that. And I, I made it up in my mind talking about consciousness that I would be like one of the happiest sober people that anyone had ever met and that I would not be in struggle, but that I would um, enjoy it 
and that I had given so much of my life, you know, for active drinking for 15 years. I'd gone to jail twice. I walked around often apologizing to my family and the people that love me. And I'm like, wow, you know, oh my gosh, I, I don't have to live as an apology anymore. Um, and that mm. was that. And, um, and um, I didn't need to transfer that addiction to get something else. And uh, everybody has their way and they have their path. So I'm not going to be specific on purpose. But what I, I know to be true is that certainly things were guided, uh, you know, to me about about nutrition, about uh, what sugar in general does to any human being. And um, those kind of allergy things that you crave, you know, that you eat that are not really that great for you. So I, I definitely put energy on the temple, but I did not make everything, you know, about that story. Um, one of my favorite sayings from um, Dr. Ernest Holmes is the possibility of demonstrating and being successful does not depend upon environment conditions location, personality, or opportunity. It depends upon ourselves and upon nothing else. The universe will never deny man or woman anything unless we conceive that it is possible for us to think of something that is impossible for the universe to produce. Every person who asks receives according to their belief. I just, that has uh, been one of my main, you know, mantras um, all of my adult life. And, um, and it's so, um, interesting, um, when we look at people that, well, they, they believe that their condition can keep them from manifesting or they need to work on their personality or, uh, the right, uh, door of success didn't knock on their door first or whatever. And in, in clarification, it's like, you know, the possibility of it doesn't depend upon anything. Just simply is believing here it is. And I step into it with that law of expectation. And there it will be. I just, I just love it. I just love this I, stuff. So true. So that's pretty much the, the teachings in a nutshell. And we call that love and law. It is. Uh, and, and to bring, to help, to support others in understanding that this, in this day and age, which Shifts are happening so fast, and uh, it's just a beautiful world that if we can really embrace that quote from Ernest Holmes and live it, uh, it our worlds change. So not being attached to whatever the story is, as you said, we all have, we, we all are on a different, we have different paths, different lessons, but not make it all about that, and uh, and work through it. I always, I like to say, accept what it is. And take some time, allow allow any teaching or message or gift to be there for you, and work through it. It doesn't have to be a, an instant shift, though I will tell you many people are experiencing instant shifts if, if that's our desire. But it's all about realizing it's already there. So we, we think that we are manifesting, and we are in a way creating our worlds the way we want them to be. But truth, truth is just about realizing if if the universe if god is is infinite and there's an infinite abundance out there all we have to do is just shift and and change our story a little bit just a little bit 
the Zarnese Helm says it's you have to if you can do it for fifty fifty uh, percent of your day shifting your story, you'll you'll have amazing changes. Well, you so know, that, you've heard that, me say that your mother thought enough of you to be born, so she was willing to stretch. We ought to think enough of ourselves and continue to stretch. And I remember um, one time hearing you talk about how, you know, the first time a client said to you, uh, yes, and I really want you to redo this area and I want you to change this room and here's $220,000 to work with. And it was like, whoa, here we go. <laughs> Stretch to a new level, you know, here mm -hmm. yet again to another level. And uh, to me, that's part of the excitement of, of life is to continue to watch the tree of life grow in our own understanding because it's always growing. It is. It, it definitely is. And that was, I remember that story when we first started, by the way, and I remember that um, we started out in business. Ron and I had, um, I had a position as an interior designer in a firm in Bel Air and um, he was hanging wallpaper and I got laid off. Actually, the whole firm just folded. So I said, oh, I have to find a job. Ron said, no, 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 you are so good. Start your own business. And of course I said, well, how? I mean, with what? And he said, oh, I'll support you, Maria. So um, right away, Temple, I had said to myself, I didn't say this out loud to Ron, but I said, hmm, well, if God is my partner, how could I go wrong? So on my, on my mission statement and all my paperwork, it wasn't Ron that was my partner. I allowed God to be my partner back then. And the uh, one of our first jobs was this that they wired us $250,000, which was, we were like little kids, like, is this real? And of course, it was real, and we were ready for it. So it was very, very interesting how that unfolds for many people. Not, it, it's, I hear that with many success stories, and again, it's not just about the the abundance is not it includes having and experience a joyful life. We want to have joy, we want to be playful, we we want love and happiness in our world. So it's not always about being prosperous, but that is the after effect or the effect of it. You get to have fun and be in a happy place. It's, a, it's absolutely a because it's all just energy. And it, it's flowing from every different direction. And, um, you know, I, I love that we we don't need to, um, you know, walk around the financial piece either. It ought to be a mm -hmm. natural part of our life because that's what it takes for us to express in this world. You know, that that's what it's all about. Um, I remember um, a minister, Tom Costa, in um, Palm Springs, California, he's... Um, He's, he's dead now, but um, he he said that when he got his uh, Rolls Royce, um, that um, boy, some people were really talking, you know, and um, and <laughs> you know, and, and and saying some not so, not so kind things about him. And he said, "You never minded when I drove my Plymouth, you know. Why would mm. you mind now?" And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I've been working at effectively working with these truths. And by the way, I'm your spiritual teacher about abundance. Don't you feel that I ought to be reflecting it? 
And um, it's very interesting in that dynamic, um, you know, when we look at that. I mean, you look at evangelism by itself and some of the TV stars in evangelism, uh, uh, they are wealthier beyond wealth. So you don't ever see them feeling like they need to explain or categorize, you know, anything um, because they're just teaching that, you know, you're here to have this incredible life. And I, I love that, um, that you and Ron fully expressed that so, so beautifully. And, um, and you're impacting other people by being a model to that, to that very thing. Mm, yes. And I, and so here's the thing with being, with allowing myself to be a teacher, uh, and, and be there for others is when when we are not when life seems to be such a struggle and we can't move past that energy uh what i like to say is just try a little bit and and soften it a little bit and and imagine what the possibilities could be go easy on yourself but when you have a group of people or as a synergy of others that expression we are one is really holds true because as as people start shifting in a group, it could be a family group or a classroom setting or it could be a spiritual campus, but as people start shifting and recognizing, it actually affects the frequency and the energy of the whole place. And so, uh, which when then you would have pretty much a group that is very aware and okay with talking about money or an abundance of because it's just the way life is. So one by one, we support each other. When we recognize that that we're so loved in this abundant universe, when we can recognize that and share it, uh, teach it, then we are actually raising that frequency for everyone. And that's how every, it happens that way with joy, love, harmony, and peace is um, the expression, be the change. That's pretty much true for any aspect of life. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I feel that's the reason that always public settings like a thriving spiritual community. I, I mean, I can understand why people don't want to drive across town or drive an hour when they go into a community and they listen to the community's problems and ailments. I get that. But the bigger picture is when um, when leadership has created a thriving community and there's a life force there and there's an essence, there's amazing and rich things that happen from all of that. And it is uh, just uh, it's just it's just beyond beyond words uh, when it's celebratory and. Many a time, including me, you know, when we enter into a place and we might have things on our mind or we might, you know, have um, uh, had experiences or we've we've heard some tragic news about someone we love or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, is very beautiful to come into the synergy of of someone that has a great that collective that um, when you leave, you just feel better than, you know, when you came. There's uh, something yeah. that's extremely transformative. Uh, we're talking about the the rich and wonderful New Thought teachings. Please take the time to go to um, Maria Flournoy's website today. Uh, it's uh, incredible, interiordesigninclearwater.com, and also they travel all over the United States. 
So visit us at firstunity.org and you'll witness more of what we're talking about today, among any many things. We'll be right back after this short break. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's Rev. Paul Hasselbeck with a Unity Teachable Moment, taken from a talk at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts. All good is defined as divine mind, God, and I love this, the principle of divine benevolence that permeates the universe. So God is not good like a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout. God is the good, the principle of benevolence. And benevolence is basically the disposition to do good or to treat others well and things like that. And so, so in that moment, when, you, when you're not wanting to offer grace to somebody, you can remember at the very point of view is this principle of benevolence. And as we remember that, we can draw on it and then we use that principle to offer grace. To find more from Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, visit the radio archives at unityonlineradio.org. For over 23 years, Liz Dawn and her team at Celebrate Your Life have been presenting transformative events with some of the world's leading spiritual teachers. Experience a Celebrate Your Life event for yourself, October 31st to November 4th in beautiful Sedona, Arizona. Explore your spirituality and open your mind to some new ideas. These events are awesome soul fests that heal and transform. Log on to CelebrateYourLife.com to find out more. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. Get inspired with Temple Hayes and the Intentional Spirit, Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Each week, Temple shares tools and practices to help you thrive in the most challenging times. Temple also welcomes fascinating guests who share their stories and struggles on the spiritual path. Follow Temple on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date with the show. Become an Intentional Spirit with Temple Hayes here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes.
And welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for being with us. We're talking about abundance, manifestation, the art of the Science of Mind teachings through our guest today, Maria Flanoy, who has manifested and demonstrated a life that many people would love to um, exemplify, express. And she has been a mentor to people for many, many years throughout the country and also travels with her teaching. So she just happens to live in Clearwater, Florida. Um, And so we're just grateful that she's with us today. And we always love to hear from you and where you are. Please send me an email at templehaze at gmail. I love to connect with all of you and listen to the kind of shows you would like to, to hear and to express. Well, you know, one of the forms that uh, forms or templates or paradigms, if you will, Maria, when we were into the uh, 70s and the 80s uh, that we were talking about is when we when we talked about success and we talked about the joy of life, we we looked at, you know, several components. One was um, creative self-expression relationships, mm. right? Uh, healthy yeah. living. Um, and of course, um, abundance, um, independently and as an overview of a lot of different things. And I would say that one of the many ways that the teachings of new thought have helped me is to understand the dynamics of relationship, you know, and, um, I used to laugh with people because, um, you know, I had been taught that opposites attract. I do think there's mm. some wisdom there. I do think there's some wisdom that there's a few ways in which we're opposite. But I got to a certain place in my life, in my 40s, which was, as you know, not long ago. <laughs> and I went, <laughs> yeah. you know, forget this opposite attract stuff. I want to meet somebody like me with the core mm. qualities of myself Mm -hmm. with the heart like I have with the love of people and family, et cetera, et cetera. And it was transformative because I put that into the law and then that was what started to happen. So the teachings that we are so immersed in Mm -hmm. and new thought uh, teach us uh, the powerful benefit of having relationships with others because we are working on our own interior design. So we know Mm -hmm. that the relationship we're having outside of ourselves is always reflecting the relationship we're having inside ourselves. True. Mm -hmm. Very true. And when, when we are, so what I like to say is, and I love what you said as well about, I want, I want to fall in love with, with someone who's like me, who has the qualities and, the heart that I have or the ideals that I have uh, in following that, what I learned because I've been in other relationships before my marriage uh, with Ron 20, Oh, it'll be 29 years actually, which is beautiful. 29 years. Wow. And we work together. So as Ron, as Ron and I like to say, it's not 29 years. It's, uh, uh, let's see, it's 50, 50, not uh, 58 years. We're actually 58 years married because we work together every day. So we we get a bonus there, but as a little joke, um, but what I like to 
believe about relationships is in order we in order for us to have this dynamic relationship with uh, others, either a mate or friends or family, we have to have that relationship with ourselves first and really understand what it means to, to embrace who we are. And as we are relating with others, definitely you want to have an affinity for the other person, uh, not to be in love, but you have to have many likes, many common likes, uh, many things to relate about in communication, and then learning how to be a good communicator, asking for what you want, and um, and just being accepting of what you get. This you can ask, but be accepting of what you get, and celebrating in gratitude, so that when as you're developing in relationships, the uh, the abundance of happiness and love and joy start when we're in acceptance and gratitude. It can it can only go up on the uh, scale of consciousness. No doubt about it. Yes, and- I yes. And David Hawkins, uh, who wrote the book Power Versus Force, has that scale of consciousness where he says if it's 500, it's love and above. And what I love to learn is. Well, I like to use that scale on, in many different parts of my life because uh, you can do kinesiology or just feel for the frequency. But when you're in a relationship environment what, with whomever, not just a, in a married situation or having a mate or partner, uh, however you're relating, you could probably understand that when you're in a higher frequency vibrating with that joy or gratitude, you start attracting those that are like that. And and then if you start dipping down, you, you can actually, uh, you can bring people down with you. And our jobs are really to uplift each other because that's what it's all about, the oneness, that unity that I believe, I believe we are here to celebrate each other always and uplift each other. And the way we do that is always in with frequencies. So um, I like to practice uh, practice bringing up the conversation with joy. Sometimes I like to do laughter yoga in the middle of, of a class session or at work where we just all start laughing. Have you heard of that, Temple, laughter yoga? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's... Um, it just it just brings the frequency to a higher level, and I believe uh, they use it in a lot of um, they teach it and use this in a lot of cancer uh, treatment centers, in mostly natural centers where they'll have their patients in a room and teach them how to laugh. So uh, it's something that I like to do because I've noticed that in any uncomfortable situation when I just start laughing and others laugh with me, the, the whole energy of the space changes. And that's what it's all about, shifting the energy so we can stay at a higher frequency. Yes. And, and it's, it's very interesting because, you know, um, I, I like you, I, I compare, I do a lot of metaphors with automobiles and with homes 
you know, the inside of houses and those kind of things as far as how we're reflected with the the inner aspects of our of our humanity. And often we think of declutter, you know, decluttering an office, decluttering a space, decluttering a garage. And yet the most significant we can ever do is to declutter our mind. And I love to say a trained mind you know, paves the way or equals an open heart because Mm. when the mind is decluttered, when there's not as much of that monkey mind conversation going back and forth and all the spaces that take into that, uh, because really, you know, at the end of the day, some of the formulas, they don't ever change. Um, some of the principles, a loving person lives in a loving world, an argumentative person lives in an arg- argumentative world, an insecure person, you know, lives in an insecure world. I mean, it just keeps going back to to that, to that space uh, redundantly with whatever one is saying, well, this is the way my world is. You know, can you believe they criticize me all the time? Well, what a person's saying to me is you have the belief that, criticizing is okay and obviously you do it yourself because if you didn't criticize yourself there wouldn't be the space nor the tolerance for someone else to criticize you you see what i mean so i think yeah. that's the the build up for the esteem within and when we talk about a self actualizing human being is that one comes to understand every language they create that comes from their mouths um they're really talking about what they're allowing within themselves. And it's very powerful. It's, it's responsibility. And it, it's like I said on Sunday that, um, liberty means freedom. It also means responsibility, which why Mm -hmm. some people aren't interested (laughs) because you have to, this is work, um, uh, work towards, uh, greater and greater, uh, more amazing things, but it definitely requires, um, there's, there's rarely a, a, a quick fix and you're there as far as lasting and permanent. Yes. No, there, it, it is work. I agree with you. And, and to be a conscious person is a responsibility to yourself for sure. And those around you. So when you're shifting and realizing, recognizing how we're choosing our words and our language and what that frequency has in it. There's an energy as well. Like we like to say when every word out of your mouth is a prayer to God, it's a prayer to the universe and it just comes right back to you. So um, when you're, when we are in a state of um, complaining or not being in gratitude where oh, it's just a not enough, I just can't afford it, then it's the universe hears it and says, well, here you go. Here, Maria, here's some more of not affording it. So being conscious and awake at the same time brings you that freedom, but it is work to catch those thoughts. Because I do, be, I do believe that... As, uh, I, I believe that we are all domesticated, as Don Miguel Lewis uh, writes in his books, that we're all programmed, and of course we are, our parents, our teachers, our churches, growing up, relatives, friends, they all come with their own set of beliefs and mindsets that they're teaching young children, who we are adults now, and whatever um, 
the story about the um, the young couple who was cooking the ham bone, and uh, the pan was um, they would cut the bone off the ham every year, and the husband asked the wife, "Why are you doing that? Why do we cut the bone off?" And the young wife said, "I have no idea. My mother does that." So she said, "When when we have Easter dinner, we'll ask mom why she does that." So uh, Easter came along, and they asked their mom, "Why did you cut the ham, the bone off of the ham every year? What's the reason for that? Does it cook better? Is it does it taste better?" And mom said, "Well, I have no idea. Why don't you ask my mom, grandma?" And uh, they asked grandma at the dinner table, and she said, well, I don't know why you do it, but my pan was just too small, so I had to cut the bone off. And um, this is just, it's how we formulate beliefs, and sometimes we don't even know why we're doing things, an example of. Yeah, and you just gave a a perfect um, realization as to why some people still go to the local named um, religious organization is because mom did, dad did grandparent did, their parents did, without ever questioning, uh, is this the way I believe? Is this the way I feel? Um, Does this resonate with me? Does this make any sense at all? You know, uh, (laughs) those kind of things. Um, (laughs) Yes. You know, we were, um, the other part that I feel, you know, needs to be recognized in in our teaching is um, how dedicated a lot of the founders of New Thought were to taking care of their bodies, to being healthy, um, to being committed to that uh, physical reality that that carries them around. And it was because of a condition uh, that Myrtle had that she was very clear that she was going to shift things with her, her life and, and make different choices and therefore was healed. And Charles Fillmore had a leg, um, longer, excuse me, shorter than the other. And so there are all different kind of, um, elements of being a healthy, thriving person. But one thing we know for sure is to have energy and to really reflect energy, regardless of age, requires some attentiveness and a spiritual mind treatment, affirmative prayer, declaration, uh, what you say about that body when you look in the mirror. You know, all those things play a part in that. And I know that you teach mm-hmm. that. Yes. Well, and, and it's and in combining the physical, what we're putting in our, what we're eating, how we're eating, how we choose to eat. Uh, we use the energy of also how we talk to our body parts. You know, we are not the body part. We are the being that has this vehicle. So um, choosing to talk to your body parts and doing affirmative prayer treatment actually works all the time. Of course, you have to have a belief that it's okay to talk to your body parts. But I know that for me, uh, things shift if there's a little bit of a pain immediately, I will go nurture myself and and um, get really close to whatever it is and actually allow it, feel it and talk to it and ask what the message is and and then say, well, I'm here for you. I love you and do a little energy work, Donna Eden energy work um, 
there's so many things that we can do beyond just physical and being that conscious person in today's day and age where, where you can buy organic everywhere. You don't, it's not like years ago where you had to belong to a co-op. I think Publix, so many places have organic booths. As a matter of fact, First Unity has the fresh market uh, every Sunday. And uh, you can buy healthy foods. You can do the exercising. There's, there's different programs, yoga classes, Tai Chi, gyms everywhere to keep the body physical. So it's all, it's all of that and more of consciously believing and knowing that this incredible machine that we have listens to our mind, is it functions automatically. We don't have to tell our heart to beat. It's going to beat anyway. This is, this is a miracle to really study the physical body because we don't have to tell our blood to flow. It's just going to do it. I call it physical intelligence. It's the highest intelligence on the physical plane. Our bodies will do it, but we have a conscious mind to direct and direct our thoughts and energy. So, of course, uh, if someone's, someone's eating food that they know is bad for them uh, in this day and age, confusing, you know, gluten-free, keto diet. I mean, there is so much out there that can be confusing. But I always like to tell uh, and to share that I bless my food every time I eat it. And I, I really bless it and feel the energy and the love, whatever it may be, that it nurtures my being and my body and take that time. When, when I do that, when we can do that, then it erases and negates any belief that's out there because I think when it comes to diet, people, it seems like society confuses us which, which, with what route to go. Do you agree with me? There's so much out there. So much out there. Oh, absolutely, because, again, we don't want to take away from the intuitive listening that is so right there up front and forward thinking with our with our bodies. So um, I've used um, one idea to pay attention to what knocks on my door three times, you know, because mm. more than like kombucha tea, kombucha tea, kombucha tea. Oh, Maybe I ought to think about kombucha tea, you know, intuitively. Yeah. Do I feel drawn to kombucha tea? Oh, yes, it's a probiotic. It's really good or whatever. So it, it yeah, it's definitely a, a process, but I like to muscle test and and feel energetically if it mm-hmm. because there's the the things we're guided to. And there's the things we can just jump on board with because they're the new, you know, trend. And and like you said, mm. you can get real diluted into what's popular versus what's right for you. And that's where often I, I want to bring in a, you know, a professional and get a live blood test or ever so often do something different um, that I'm actually thoroughly um, assessed because of being committed to staying forever young, regardless of age, it's, it's a commitment and it's a beautiful mm-hmm. investment. It's an it's interior design. That was good. <laughs> uh, it is a commitment and it's, 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 um, it's an obligation. You know, I feel obligated. I feel honored, actually, not obligated. I feel honored that I have this body to allow myself to experience 
li- this life on planet Earth with, to move through it, this vehicle. And uh, that is an honor for me. So, yeah, the commitment is definitely there. I, I-, I love to, I love, actually, I love Myr- uh, Myrtle Fillmore's uh, process and how she prayed and talked to her body. I feel like she was years before her time because I know now quantum physics is proving that, that we can direct the energy. And like you had mentioned, you'll test, you'll see how you feel. And if it knocks on your door three times, okay, there you go. This this is something that I want to experience and at least give it a try. It's, it is a um, very fun world that we live in, I would say, Temple. It's, it's fun and it's exciting. And I feel that the energies of the whole planet are... The, the frequency of consciousness is raising at a beautiful level, and do you not do you notice that with me that people are just becoming awake, or everybody seems awake wherever I go. They're aware, they're awake, they're conscious. It's really it's fun. It's fun to be here now. Oh yeah, I this to me is one of the most exciting times that that I've ever lived. I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the energy just continues to increase, and um, and we're just breaking through a lot of things in our society. It's very exciting. No gloom and doom, and yeah. coming from my life. <laughs> no. no, I'm very well. I'm very inspired, and we're seeing um, so many people stepping up in leadership now. Um, Publicly, politically, all across the board, uh, speakers, teachers, uh, politicians, all of the so many people are stepping out going, whoa, you know, we've we got to do something here. Let's all step forward. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. It's beautiful. Very exciting. It is. Yes, it is beautiful. It, the, this awakening that's happening is absolutely a, a very, um, it's a blessing. And we have... We have a, um, an, uh, it's our duty. It's, I feel like it's my duty to be part of this and to support others in their own empowerment. And I know that you, you're an advocate of uh, others being the empowered ones for themselves. And I'm agreeing with that because I want to support as many people as I can in recognizing their own potential and, and going beyond that because there's an infinite potential that lives within us that I, uh, that we want to feel and recognize and live from. Again, going back to the teachings of science of mind and Dr. Ernest Holmes, and uh, he lived it back in his time, and here we are experiencing it again, and or it hasn't stopped, I would say. It's just escalated at this time. It really has, and um, just to 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 recognize for all of you listening that principle is not bound by president precedent so just because you have not seen what you're seeking in your life it is looking for you as you are looking for it and there will be a day through a door through a moment at the theater in a restaurant at a grocery store at a space or at a meditation retreat and you'll look up and this idea that you've had in your mind that hasn't really even formed 
but yet you kind of know what you're going to feel like when you have it. You wake up one day and you're there. And that's one of my mm -hmm. favorite sayings. A miracle is what happens when you wake up one day and you're there and you don't recall all the steps that was necessary to get you to that place. That's when you're in the rawness and the beauty of uh, a tremendous demonstration. Beautiful. The, and the universe will express that, is, is already expressing it. We just have to move out of our own way sometimes and allow ourselves to realize that it's already there. It's, it seems simple enough, and actually it is simple. The universe and, and the principles are not complicated, but sometimes our minds and our, our thinking minds and intellect and belief systems get in the way. But if we could just relax into it, and um, allow allow it to present itself. It will it will be it's present. It's there. It's it's just it seems like such an easy concept, but really to say we live in an infinite universe, that there's an infinite spirit here now. But what does that infinity mean to each and every one of us? Well, we can't really define infinity. There's no way we can define it. So how do we even know what it means other than it's already here and we just step aside and allow it to present itself itself to us. Mm, absolutely. Hallelujah. And if you're saying that <laughs> life is infinite, then also realize that <laughs> we cannot continue to have the same issues that we talk about over and over again. If we truly believe at depth in an infinite world, I want to thank everybody for being with us, specifically Maria Flonoy. Thank you for your teachings. It's been a thank real you. pleasure encouraging people to go to your website, interiordesigninclearwater.com, and also go to templehaze.com or firstunity.org to keep up with our ongoings and the various activities that we have all the time. Our Institute for Education opens on July 1, and life is happening all around. We hold those blessings for you as well. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.